0: Can Mark I just Roberts. read a little bit, please? Because I'm really passionate about this and what is going on with drugs in AFL football. I'm passionate about it. Okay, well, Righto. I can hear that and I want to hear the Just the This is the basic. In 2008, Alistair Clarkson called all of his Hawthorne players into a closed doors meeting because the noise around drug taking amongst his cohort was too loud to ignore. In an upstairs meeting room at Waverley Park, Clarkson was typically blunt. It wasn't, hey boys, who's dabbling? The furious coach told the players they weren't leaving the room until they owned up to who is taking illicit drugs. Initially, there was silence. The minutes ticked and then one player spoke. Then another. Add another. In an emotion-charged gathering, there were tears and tears. As a handful of players put up their hands and there was the declaration, no more party drugs. They went on to win the premiership is the end of that story. I, I put to you, Tony, I put to you that the first strike rule in this competition is doing more damage than good. And the first strike policy is tell the doctor. Telling the doctor at a football club to a twenty-one or a twenty two year old risk taking AFL football player, that is a get out of jail free card. That is nothing. Absolutely nothing. And by the way, half you know, why are we saying to the doctor, do you reckon? I mean, to me, the thing that I reckon the AFL think is that if a kid smokes a joint, takes a pinger, or does a line of coke, that he needs help from a doctor? Is that, is that the message that they are trying to oh, they're, they're portray the to yeah. everybody involved in the AFL? And the, the
1: important thing is the doctor and the patient, in this case, the, the player, patient. have a confidentiality
0: agreement. That's as it. Well, and that's, and that's that, binding. Now, look, there may be cases, Tone, where the player does need a doctor. I would say very rarely in the competition. Mm. And knowing society today and probably knowing our audience, half of our audience, this is my guess, my best guess. Half of our audience would have smoked a joint, mm. would have taken a pinger, yep. or would have done a line of cocaine. Uh-huh. Half the audience. I'll put up my hand. When I was a kid, yep. I was a stupid, stupid kid. I yep. did all I was a risk taker. All right. I needed a kick in the pants. <sighs> I just don't get where we're headed with this. And I would love some input from our listeners. What should the drug policy be? Because I think it's as simple as this. These kids don't need a doctor when they are taking risks. They need a kick in the pants. They need the CEO to say, come into my office. And when they walk into that office, you've got the coach, you've got the president, you've got the doctor, you might not even have the captain, and you look at him going, hey, listen, this is what we've got. You've been doing this on the weekend. That's what these kids need, that and some Panadol probably, (laughs) after having the big weekend. More drugs. But just just to say, okay, nothing really happens when you get done first up. Nothing really happens. Go, You're a patient, go to the club doctor, and maybe we can sort your life out. What an absolute joke. To me, these kids need a real kick in the pants. Do you know why, Tone? Why? Because jobs that pay $500,000 a year, that's on average. Jobs that pay that much money a year are really hard to find. Yeah. They're bloody hard to find. And if they're at $80,000 or $90,000 as a rookie or $120,000 as they're just moving in, their hopes and dreams are to earn $500,000 a year, drag them into the office, and scare the hell out of them. So we don't see these situations. We, don't, we, we see less risk-taking. But don't try and make out because they've done a party drug, which are illegal, by the way, so don't call in and say, you know, you've got to call them illegal drugs. We all know that. Let's just get real. Let's walk into the real world. Go and have a look at society. I, just, I, I shake my head every time a player... Well, the AFLPA says it's the right thing to do to send these kids to the doctor. What an absolute joke. All
1: right, what question would you like
0: to ask, What Marco? should the drug policy be in the AFL? All right, that is it's a great question. It's as simple as that. All what right. should
1: it be? At the moment, it seems like it's designed deliberately to not address the issue. That's right. It does everything it can to avoid it. But, oh, and I um, wouldn't be
0: surprised if that's from the AFL Players Association themselves, protecting the players. And I don't think, I don't think what we're doing at the moment, protects the players one bit. Um,
1: can, can I submit before we get to calls? 133693. It It is now so, and it's a word I hate, but normalised. Like, the drug culture with... Uh, 20-year-olds yeah. is so pervasive, yeah. it is, it, to them it's, it's just what you that's do. So there's, there's almost no distinction between legal and illegal. It's just, of course you do that drugs right. on the weekend. So
0: I want to point you back. Oh, that's exactly right. I want to point you back to Alison Clarkson and Mark Robinson's article. Yeah. Robbo said, stuff this. He heard noise. It was a, a iceberg theory, or that's Lee Matthews' iceberg theory. Whatever the tip is, it's yep. sure there be more on the... He believed in that. Yeah. And he got them in, and they spoke about it. That's what we want in the AFL. We don't want them hiding behind the club doctor. Mm. That's my view. Kids are stupid. Kids are reckless. Sports people are even more reckless. They are risk-takers by nature. We've got to look after them, but they need that kick in the pants to help get them back on the straight and narrow.